Welcome to Life on Less Meds, a podcast that reveals the truth about drug side effects and the best strategies to manage them. And now your host, Dr. Yosef Wittering. I just want to ask you one question. I mean, sure. it's like a pretty, pretty common one. I mean, but why is it in the medical community? Like why all the doctors? I mean, why didn't they know like nothing about it? I mean, they're like pretty clueless about it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so um, unless you're like a, in a real niche in academia, you don't read the journal articles. And so yeah. even though people have been talking about PSSD for like, I don't know, like a couple decades now, yeah, it's you know, pretty long, yeah. yeah, no psychiatrists and, and such would, would be reading that or family medicine doctors. And then, you know, even when the EMA and Health Canada updated the warnings in 2000, I mean, they did it really on the down low you know they didn't send out any letters to prescribers or anything like that they just changed the words and the label and and doctors don't read drug labels the way doctors learn how to use drugs usually it's just how they were taught by their you know that that the people who trained them you know they watched how they described the risks and unless they're you know actively you know going onto the fda website or whatever drug regulator yeah. website and downloading it, they're not going yeah. to um, they're not going to know about it. Um, but I think, I mean, I mean that needs to. I mean that could change now because you know when you say, "Hey, yeah. I've got this," now you could walk in there and just say, "Yeah, here's the updated label language from European yeah. Union." You know, it's the second yeah. largest drug regulator in the world. You know, yeah. and they've put this as a special warnings and precaution. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really like I guess it's a it, you could kind of think about you know a lot of these drug problems they're really you know why do they happen um, to so many people and it's because there's you know there's deficits in how quickly people detect them I think it's underfunded you know how uh. you know ha- having researchers go and track these things down you know I, I used to work at the fda i mean i was in the division of psychiatry there's like 15 of us you know looking at all of these adverse reactions you know tens of thousands of them coming in every day and so there's not a lot of people there and then also there's also like interesting incentives working like for yeah. drug regulators for instance yeah. um the way the FDA is funded in the United States is through something called PDUFA. You know, we get our money from the pharmaceutical company. But in order for the FDA to get the funding from the pharmaceutical company, we need to meet certain like milestones, you know, and one of them is we need to, you know, every time they send in a new protocol, you need to review it within 30 days and approve it. You know, every time they send in an application to get a drug onto the market, you have nine months to approve it sometime sooner. And so because we have these deadlines that have been imposed on us by the pharmaceutical companies because we want their funding, um, yeah. all, a lot of the resources from the divisions go towards evaluating new research protocols or getting drugs onto the market. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're still getting all of these adverse reactions coming in, landing in our inbox. We're meant to be reviewing them. We're meant to be conducting, you know, you know, assessment reports on, you know, these these things coming in and making decisions. But honestly, like the for the most part, 
no one cares about that as much because like yeah you're not going to get in trouble if like if you fail to meet some deadline in detecting an adverse reaction but you will get in trouble like if you you know make the pharmaceutical company wait you know more than 30 days for the protocol so there's this kind of perversion that's that's happened where you know because it's where we get our funding you know that's where the focus is you know and so so there's a problem with detection and resourcing and then and then there's uh there's a risk mitigation problem a lot of the times the fda is just like okay yeah we put it in the drug label you know we're done you know but obviously there's a lot more that you could do out there you know like i said you can send letters to all of the doctors you can mandate that a company puts on a you know, presentation or something at a scientific conference um yeah uh, but the fda for whatever reason you know they're not interested in in doing that yeah. for this risk or the ema is not interested in, uh, sorry fda hasn't even acknowledged this one but the ema yeah, yeah. they're yeah. not they're not interested in doing that um and so you know they can put it in the label but no one knows what it is and i guess um you know pharmaceutical companies as well you know from from what i've seen working for them is um I mean, they will, you know, when it comes to the risks of the drugs, they will do kind of the least that they need to in terms of, uh, you know, you know, talking about it or yeah. even educating people about it. I mean, they're, you know, it's they're they're corrupted, I guess, by a kind of a no. They, I'd say, they're influenced by this kind of profit motive. You know, every time yeah. there's like a decision made at the top. You know, there could be someone there like me saying, hey, we should really, you know, do some better risk mitigation for this um, for this side effect. There's going to be someone on the commercial side who says, well, you know, Yosef, you know, we risk making a bigger deal out of this than it is. And, you know, if you look at the competitor drugs out there, you know, the competitors, they're not talking about this risk. And, you know, FDA and EMA, they're not mandating it for the other drugs. So, why would we put ourselves at a disadvantage by talking about a risk when, you know, the regulators aren't making other companies do it? You know, it's a, a lot of it is very, um, um, I guess, I mean, it makes sense when you kind of think about it. I mean, it's the businesses just like every other yeah, business exactly. and, and these things exactly. kind of happen, but at least, but in this business, when something goes wrong, I mean, look at it. They've just they've destroyed you know tens of thousands of lives now, and and, yeah. and seemingly it looks like they don't give a shit. So it's um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I mean it, so, it's a disaster when it goes wrong. Yeah, PSCC is just one thing I've seen. A lot of people who get like protective withdrawal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that go even that goes for like forever, you know. The withdrawals, you know, from, from benz- benzos, antipsychotics, you know. And SSRIs, obviously, I mean, yeah, I know people, you know, so who've gone through like horrific withdrawals, you know, yeah. yeah, not from the, not from, I mean, the online community, like in person, I know. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty messed up. I mean, let's talk about the other drug. I mean, I know finasteride, I mean, it's, it causes like similar problems. And uh, I know people, you know, like at least five or six people in person. You taking know? it yeah yeah who took that who took it and had similar reactions to it you know all yeah. of the people i know who took finasteride 
they had pretty bad side effects and it took them pretty long to recover like yeah, pretty long yeah and i've thought about this i mean some of this stuff it, it it's more common than you than, than yeah i mean than you so, think because i know of one of my wife's friends husbands i think he came off an antidepressant and i and i just heard like oh yeah you know it took him it took him 6 months to regain his sexual functioning and and yeah. you know that's like on the mildest side of it but like Mild after you side. hear stories of this just from your 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 network you're like well 6 months that's a that's a long time you know long time and yeah. and i mean we're, we're not a, a asking questions i mean i don't even know if it was a full recovery but i mean 6 yeah. months is not what you would consider normal um, normal yeah, yeah 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 so it's it's i would i would believe it's not i would what people think yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i mean uh uh yes yeah, so i would really want i mean uh, i mean i really like what pssc network is doing at the moment you know yeah we need to get it out there to spread as much awareness as we can yeah <laughs> I agree. And, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to trying to hammer it on social media as hard as I can. But I, I mean, and I, I one more question for you. I mean, again, I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, uh, like, what got you into this? I mean, uh, the, I mean, you know, well, like, why do I care about drug side effects and all that yeah, kind of I mean, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, I'm. Um, because there's not in. a lot of people you know who are doing this i mean there's not a lot of people yeah why me I don't know. um yeah. yeah so i mean i you know this the, the story i tell is that my mom is chinese and so you know i had to become a doctor you know it's, it's like the first okay. thing and so uh but i was always really interested in psychology and self help and that was kind of where my natural like passion and interest was for a long time a uh, long standing interest um and um and so I, i ended up you know fulfilling my mother's dream you know <laughs> you're going to medical yeah. school but then i needed to do something that fit with me so i went into psychiatry and i i have to say i was just horrified but what by what i saw when i got there i mean i had lived my life you know kind of g- going through it thinking that you know if i had some kind of problem you know in a relationship or with self esteem motivation anything like that I you know you could go and talk to people you could go and pick up a book I mean you could fix some of these things on your own and so that was my frame coming into it and then I walk into psychiatry and it's heavily medicalized you know these are major depressive disorders and things like that and and I'm not saying there's no genetic predisposition for for some of these mental illnesses there there is yeah, but yeah. what is happening at the moment is just that it has gone so far um where the way these conditions are talked about it's as if they're um wholly bio, you know mostly biological and yeah maybe some contextual stress and maybe you know things like that can play a role but you know really you know you have these yeah. disorders and because these are genuine disorders you know you should not yeah, feel what, any shame or stigma yeah. yeah 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 and then and so they say you shouldn't feel any shame or stigma about taking medications and i mean in practice what happens is i mean the drugs just get handed out like as if there's no no problem with them and so from from the get go i was kind of suspicious of this i said this is not the kind of treatment that i would ever want for my child or from for anyone else yeah. and so 
Um, you know, and then uh, so I started looking elsewhere. And and honestly, the biggest influence uh, for me career-wise has been David Healy. I think I started um, following him back in 2016. I mean, he 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 has a critical view and about psychiatry and the way it's practiced, but he's he's also probably the most knowledgeable person out there about drug side effects from psychiatric yeah. medications. And so yeah. I, I really took to his work and, um, you know, I was lucky enough to form a, initially a professional relationship with him and now, you know, more of a friendship and, um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's just heavily inter- influenced what I'm interested in, but I mean, my overall, um, mission has always been like, to tell people, you know, think twice before you get on these drugs. You know, there are, there are other ways that you can um, you can treat your problems, um, and so that's why I love talking about drug side effects so much because they're minimized. And if people knew the problems that could happen with these drugs, they would make much more responsible and informed I, choices I about it. Nobody would ever, you know. I mean, like most of the people, they won't even touch it. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, like. Uh, I mean, I if if you are like a pretty severe case of like your depression, you know, then oh. even then, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of other ways, you know, to get out of it. I mean, you know, and I mean, one of the reasons right now that I'm, you know, I don't talk about on on the channel, but I may talk about it soon. Is I'm interested in psychedelics because I'm I'm also I'm I'm interested yeah. in the whole paradigm of you take one treatment, you do some sessions with a therapist before and after to integrate the experience, and then you move on with your life. Or, or, exactly, or maybe yeah. you just you just do it every like two months or something like that. It's not you putting a drug in your yeah. body every single day every and day. undergoing that cumulative exposure to the medication yeah. and the side effects. So I could see that being an area that I would start to promote yeah, yeah, yeah. if that I mean, comes um, up. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I... I I've seen, I mean, I don't know a lot of people, but I've seen a lot of people, you know, uh, who've gotten better, like, permanently from psychedelics, you know, especially from psilocybin. Yeah. Yeah, psilocybin has been, yeah, I've seen a lot of, like, people, you know, in the online community, they've gotten, like, really better, you know, from just one single macro dose. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and, uh, I think John Hopkins. I mean, I'm not. I'm not if I'm wrong, uh, they they do, they it, do a right? lot of research there. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. And and the yeah. first one is probably going to be coming through later on this year. There's a there's a company called Maps, and they're developing yeah, yeah. MDMA for PTSD. And PTSD, if they yeah, get yeah. approval, you know, it's in, in drug development. Once one thing gets through it yeah. sets the precedent for every single compound that comes afterwards, you know, the same way, you know, when Prozac came through every single other drug company making a similar drug just had to do the same study and, you know, yeah. they would be approved if they had similar results. So, so if, if, if maps gets MDMA onto the market, you're going to have, you know, psilocybin, you know, maybe ibogaine, maybe different types of things, all following that same beaten path. And yeah, and the chances that, you know, if, if one gets through many, the chance is that there will be several others that will be, a, will then be approved. And then, I mean, it really, it, it, yeah. So if this one drug comes through, it's almost going to be a renaissance in terms of psychiatric treatment, because 
it may influence, you know, the same way Prozac changed has influenced the last 30 years of psychiatric treatment. This may have the same effect. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's really that big of a deal to have this kind of shift in the way we treat people. So I'm, 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 yeah. I'm watching it closely and, you know, if it happens, you better believe I'm opening up some kind of retreat where I live, where I can yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, safely <laughs> dose people with these yeah. um, psychedelics and get them off like, the, yeah. uh, the yeah. other things. Yeah. Get them off the other things. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's, 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 it's an exciting time. If you ever yeah. want to, you know, come to the US and then work at this retreat, you know, come and help me out. If it gives you something to do, you know, hit me up. Okay. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. But I need yeah. to get better from this condition first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think uh, I think that's about it. I mean, we covered enough. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. For I mean, um, it's a pretty uh, dark situation, you know, for us at the moment right now. For we all PSSC sufferers, you know. Yeah, all. I mean, all we could do is, you know, I mean, uh, trial and error, you know, to get better. And uh, I can understand if if, we, if if people don't want to trial and error, you know, they should at least do come up and spread awareness as much as they can. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really would want people to come up and not suffer in silence. So that's all I want to say. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to say thank you again for um, for agreeing to come on and have a have a chat with me, and I'll I'll go ahead and stop the recording. Yeah. Thank you, Yusuf, for having me. Thank you so much. We talk soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to see the full video interview, we also post these to YouTube. Just go to Wit During Psychiatry on YouTube to find those. You'll also find several YouTube exclusive videos from doctors Yosef and Marissa posted several times a week. Finally, if you need help with your drug taper, getting a second opinion, or managing your post-acute withdrawal, come visit us at witduringpsychiatry.com. Our sole focus is on helping patients regain control of their lives and achieve optimal mental health on as little medications as possible.